On today's show, we'll discuss the weekend against the Blue Jays. We'll look ahead to the Subway Series, which begins tonight. It's only two games, thank goodness. And we'll talk about guys going on the IL, guys coming off the IL, and anything else you need to know about your favorite team from the Bronx. All next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Yankee fans. Happy Monday. This is Stacey Gotsoulias, the host of Locked On Yankees. That's my co-host, Sweet Pea, for the day. I'd like to welcome you to the show Thank you for making us your first listen every day. We're on every platform available, including Odyssey, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and every other platform that keeps coming out. There's so many podcasting platforms. It's unbelievable. And we're all there. You can watch us on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube, comment on YouTube, hit the bell so you know when our videos are going to be live. And uh, yeah, it's great. It's, it, it's great. Actually, it's a lot more positive today than I thought it was going to be because they won the last game of the series. Yeah, a four-game sweep would have been catastrophic. (laughs) Losing three out of four is bad enough, but a four-game sweep definitely would have been catastrophic. They just couldn't do anything right this weekend. And I'll tell you, I got a little worried there because I had a hit on Toronto radio on Thursday. And I very proudly, with my chest as open as possible, said, neither one of these teams is going to sweep. And then when yesterday's game started, I thought to myself, oh, God, please don't get swept. Don't make me sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. I do that enough myself. (laughs) Honestly, though. With the way Toronto was playing coming into the series and the way the Yankees were coming in to the series, it felt like a series that they could split. It didn't seem like either team was going to really dominate. And yeah, it was a bad series. Luckily, it ended on a good note. And even more positively, Andrew Benintendi picked the perfect time to hit his first Yankees home run. Actually, it was even more perfect because the Blue Jays tied it in the top of the seventh. Very deflating because if you watched, if you've watched the Yankees the past, oh, I don't know, two months, anytime they had a lead, they'd usually lose it. And the good sign was they only allowed Toronto to tie, right? But it felt like it was a rare thing for them to come back in the very next half frame. Half frame, half inning, you know what I mean. (laughs) It's Monday. (gasps) And go ahead, two runs. I have to say, I I did enjoy John Sterling's call, although being a TikTok user myself, I kind of wanted him to go the Louis Prima way and do the every time it rains, it rains, pennies from heaven, but Benny's from heaven, shooby dooby, you know that song. It's old enough for Sterling because none of his references 
are from after 1970. I always think my references are too old when I reference the 80s, but Sterling's out there referencing like the 40s and 50s, so I don't feel so bad. But I did like his Benintendi call. Uh, Molto Benny, right? I should know this. I'm a quarter Italian and the Bennies from heaven. So good job, John Sterling. And yeah, and then the Yankees didn't really make it scary. And Lou Trevino looked good. And, you know, uh, other things happened in yesterday's game we're going to discuss. Alec Manoa. It was a good sign that the Yankees scored two off him, even though one was unearned. But still, when... Yankee fans saw that it was probably going to be Alec Manoa, Max Scherzer, and Jacob deGrom all three in a row with the way the Yankees were playing heading into Sunday. Everyone just assumed it was going to be a six-game losing streak. Now, it could still be five out of six, but it won't be a six-game losing streak. So, that's good. The thing that bothered me about the Alec Manoa thing is that he ran his mouth in the press after the game, going after Garrett Cole. All Garrett Cole was doing was sticking up for his teammate. And I don't know why even Yankee fans are going after Cole for doing that. Cole is like CeCe. When something happens, he's usually the first one out of the dugout. And you noticed how Alec Manoa basically was like George Costanza coming out of a cold pool when Judge was barking at him. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the postgame, he decided to be a dink and come after Cole, but... That's how Alec Manoa is. He got into a little bit of a spat with Severino earlier in the season, too, because he likes to run his mouth. He's a good pitcher, but he runs his mouth a little bit too much, and he's going to run his mouth a little bit too much with the wrong people one day, and it's going to be bad for his teammates. The Yankees in Toronto play three more games in Sky Dome. I'm calling it Sky Dome for all my friends up in the GTA who refuse to call it its actual name because they don't like the media company that owns it, so... They still refer to it as Sky Dome. I'm going to do that for you guys. But Alec Manoa needs to stop running his mouth so much. But yeah, it was a good sign that the Yankees won that game pitched by Manoa. It's a good sign that Nestor Cortez only gave up one run and uh, probably shouldn't have if Aaron Hicks knew how to play the outfield. He might not have given up that home run to Whit Merrifield. What is going on with Aaron Hicks? Honestly, what is going on with him? It is, it's like he's forgotten how to play baseball. It's really frightening. We spoke about this. Abby and I spoke about this, how your offensive troubles can kind of leak into your, I can't even think of a better word right now, into your defensive play and carry over into it and make both aspects of your game bad. And, oh, that is happening with Aaron Hicks. It's as if he forgot to play in every way. He's getting bad jumps. He's turning wrong. He's just, he looks lost out there. He looks like how I would look if I was trying to play center field. (laughs) Something needs to be done about Aaron Hicks. I don't know exactly what, but I know that Boone, Boone has that mentality where He knows that when a player is struggling, it's possible that one big hit can turn things around for him. And I think he's hoping for that with Hicks, and it's just not happening. And they're lucky that that didn't turn into something really bad, like it did the time where he 
when he was churned like the blender last week and Abby actually cursed about it and I had to bleep it when I was editing the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something needs to be done about Aaron Hicks. I don't know what, but something needs to be done. In a moment, we're going to talk about Nestor Cortez and how awesome he is and other positive aspects of yesterday's game because I really don't want to talk about the other three games. They were horrible. But first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Do they have... I wonder if they had the Excel championships on there. If you could bet on that. And I'm quite interested to see how badly the Yankees' odds have shifted after these two months of horrible baseball by them. So head to bet online or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. Subscribe now to Locked on Yankees on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. So Nestor Cortez, let's talk about it, because he went head-to-head with Alec Manoa and looked just as good as Alec Manoa. They both went six innings. As I said, Manoa gave up two runs, one earned. Cortez gave up the one run because Aaron Hicks can't play the outfield. On the year, Cortez is at a 6.28 ERA. Alec Manoa is at 2.66. They're neck and neck right there. Now, Wandy Peralta blew the save... But then Trevino got the win. No, Trevino. I knew I was going to do that. Abby always says that she's afraid she's going to do that. And I usually don't do that, but I did it. I apologize, Lou and Jose. I apologize. I usually don't make that mistake and usually make fun of people who do. So, yeah, yesterday was interesting. Oh, speaking of yesterday, I forgot to mention this in the cold open. Let's discuss Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill Day at Yankee Stadium, and let's discuss the ceremony and the gifts and the people who were there and the people who weren't there. And I wasn't expecting Derek Jeter to be there. It's like Derek Jeter is really trying to avoid as much as he possibly can having to do with baseball. I know that he was promoting the captain and doing all that stuff, but maybe he's tired. Maybe he didn't feel like being at Yankee Stadium yesterday, and that's perfectly fine. He sent a nice message. Don Mattingly sent a message. Understandable. He's managing the Marlins. Joe Torre sent a message. David Cohn was in Williamsport doing the uh, Orioles and Red Sox. By the way, all the kids doing the game last night, because we had it on last night. Uh, I think every single one of those kids could replace John Smoltz in the Fox booth. So, Fox, keep that in mind. Okay. And then the people who were at the ceremony... Tino, Bernie, Posada, as John Sterling would say, Pettit. Who am I missing? Wait, did I say Mo? Oh, God. I was trying to go in the order that they were sitting. Mo was at this end. Tino was at this end. Bernie, Posada. I'm missing someone, aren't I? I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) they booed Hal. Not shocking. I was actually kind of like, ooh. 
just to see what everyone's reaction was going to be. Cashman wasn't there, but they booed his name. Um, Paul O'Neill's speech was interesting. I think he was really nervous, you know, plus he hasn't left his basement in two years. So I think he was kind of uh, having a hard time being around people. I'm just kidding. It's not like he hasn't left his basement in two years. It's just he hasn't been able to be in the booth for like two years because he won't get vaccinated. Whatever. Um, yeah, he was having issues in the beginning of the speech, but I understand, you know, because I can't remember who said it, but they were saying something to the effect of, well, he's in the booth all the time and he talks in front of millions of people. It said, yeah, but you don't, you don't see those millions of people. You know they're out there. You know, I know people are going to be shocked to hear about this, but I have, you know, more than a thousand people listening to the show daily. So, you know, I know that there's a number of people out there. And sure, it makes me nervous sometimes, but there's a big difference between speaking into a microphone and not seeing the people and speaking into a microphone and having a stadium full of people staring at you. I will say I did get amused when he was uh, talking about Baba O'Reilly because he called it Bobby O'Reilly, which I thought was pretty funny. You know, Baba O'Reilly, that was his walk-up song. One of them. He also came up to uh, Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum. That's his name, right? Yeah, I was kind of liked Paul O'Neill's walk-up songs, you know, because uh, when he first came to the Yankees, I turned 19 that season. So, and I appreciated the older music, by the way, because I, I grew up on stuff like that. So, you know, I, I wasn't one of those people who, when he played stuff from the 70s, was like, ew. No, I, I appreciated it. Um, but yeah, you know, Paul O'Neill, I, I feel like, does anyone else feel like they kind of bullied them into retiring his number? I don't know. <laughs> was he a good player for the Yankees? Yes. Yes. He was part of a bunch of really good teams. He had some cool moments as a Yankee. But I don't know. I feel like they're retiring too many numbers. And someone told me that it's it'll take until 2117 for them to lose all the numbers if they keep retiring people. Because I joked yesterday that people were going to have to start doing fractions or decimals or triple digits, you know. Um, but Dan Epstein <laughs> said it would take until 2117 for all the numbers to be gone. We're all going to be long gone by then, so it's okay. But I just think that's kind of funny that someone actually went through that and figured it out. But I do feel like he kind of bullied them into. He didn't have to have his number retired. I don't know. I, mean, I love the Dynasty teams. I do. They were the first teams that gave me my first taste of really winning because I was three and four in 77 and 78. I don't really remember that much. I remember 81 when they lost and I remember the 80s and sitting through the Mets winning the World Series in 86 and being heckled by my seventh grade homeroom teacher who was a big Met fan and me and my friend Andy were the only two kids in our homeroom who admitted we were Yankee fans and he just teased us the whole fall. It was horrible. It's nearly 36 years later, and I remember that so well. So I appreciate the Dynasty teams. I appreciate Paul O'Neill's role on those teams. But I don't think his number should have been retired. And the way people reacted to other people wearing 21, especially Latroy Hawkins. Yankee fans just did not do themselves any favors. But the way they reacted to that was ridiculous.
but good for Paul O'Neill. He got some cool gifts. The the best gift of the day was they gave him a water cooler with a bat through it. He kicked it, which was even funnier, but yeah, he, uh, someone was saying how they wished someone on the Yankees would pull an O'Neill during this really bad stretch. Rizzo did. The other day, he got really pissed off and was beating the crap out of the bat rack. Similar to, uh, Brett Gardner in 2019 during the, uh, Savages in the Box rant. Which was almost, right? That was like two, three years ago, right around now, right? Wasn't it August of 2019 when that happened? So yeah, Paul O'Neill, good for you. Good for you. So, Subway Series Part 2. If you've listened to the show for the four years that I've been hosting it, you know, I don't, I just can't even anymore with the Subway Series. I just don't care. I don't care. It's lost its magic. It was fun the first five, six years of it. And then after that, it was just like, all right, enough. Let's play someone else. Let's play someone else. So before we get into that, the news came out about a half hour ago, a little more than a half hour ago. Scott F. Ross is going to the IL with a shoulder strain. Great. Great. Clark Schmidt is up. They reported that he had a locker tonight. So that's the move. Clark Schmidt. For Scott Efros, Giancarlo Stanton is hoping to be with the Yankees in Oakland on Thursday. I think all Yankee fans are also hoping that Giancarlo Stanton is with the Yankees in Oakland. If you're not watching on YouTube, I just crossed my fingers while I said that. And then let's look, because I'm pretty sure the lineups, at least the Yankees lineup is out. Let's see if the Mets lineup is out. Lineups. First pitch. Yep. Both lineups are up. Max Scherzer, 9-2 with a 2.15 ERA, 134 strikeouts against Domingo Herman, 1-2 with a 4.45 ERA, 23 strikeouts. Your lineups, Nimmo, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo, Vogelbeck, McNeil, Canna, Batty, McCann. For the Yankees, Benintendi, Judge, Rizzo, LeMayhew, Donaldson, Cabrera, Trevino, Kiner-Falefa, Marwin Gonzalez. I believe that's the same lineup as yesterday. I believe it is. And I think that people wanted it to be, or at least Benintendi is up front in the leadoff position, which may be better for him. But maybe he's getting used to being on the Yankees, and maybe yesterday will jumpstart him although every time we keep saying maybe yesterday we'll you know maybe this win will jumpstart the Yankees and then nothing happens so (laughs) I mean you know whatever now for tomorrow in the subway series I think it might yeah it's still TBD at least for the Mets for the Yankees it's Montas For the Mets, people were thinking it was going to be DeGrom, and I think that's originally what it was going to be. And I think they may go with Taiwan Walker if he's feeling okay tomorrow. So I'll have that information for you tomorrow. How many times can I say tomorrow? Don't do a shot every time I say it. And, um, yeah, you know, the, the rain was kind of in and out all day, and I 
from what the forecast looked like yesterday, I didn't even think they were going to get this game in. And it looks like everything is going to be on time and nothing's going to stop them from playing, unfortunately. My rain dance did not help. I was really hoping for a rain delay. Is that bad? Or not a rain delay, uh, postponement. I know, that's so bad of me. I just wasn't in the mood for this tonight at all. Uh, let me know in the comments if you're all tired of the Subway series. I can't be the only one. Or maybe I am, because, you know, I, I do know I'm, I'm a bit older than a bunch of you who uh, watch and listen to this show. And, you know, when the Subway series started 25 years ago, some of you were, you know, children. I was 23. Yeah, 23. So... Yeah, it's just been a lot, guys. I'm I'm just, uh, I'm sick of it already. <laughs> I mean, can the Yankees beat Max Scherzer? Sure, it could happen. Will they beat Max Scherzer? Not with the way they're playing now. If it was May or June, I would say, sure, they have a, a great chance. But mm -mm, not with the way they're playing right now. No, not at all. Now, Domingo Herman did fine in his first start against the Mets, right? He only gave up two runs. The problem is, with the way the Yankees' offense has been lately, if he gives up two runs, that might be all they need to not do anything. Could be a 2-1 game. Could be a 2 nothing game. The lead is eight. If they had gotten swept, it would have been six, right? So... At least they won that last game against the Blue Jays and kind of stopped that tumble briefly. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Now, the Blue Jays, I'm trying to remember where they're going after, because I had the schedule um, not memorized, but I did know their schedule because I was supposed to be in Toronto this weekend, the weekend, this week, and they were going to be on the road for the first part of my trip. Oh, they're in Boston. That's right. That's right. And then they were going to be home for the Angels and the Cubs. I was hoping to see Shohei Otani against the Blue Jays. That was my goal if I had gone up there this week. Oh, well, what a bummer. I'm not there. And yes, I was going to bring all my equipment and film the podcast at the Airbnb where I was staying. The funny thing about that is it wasn't an Airbnb that was, you know, me getting the key and staying there myself. I was going to stay with a very nice lady and her three cats because I feel at home with cats in a house and it would have been perfect. But alas, I'm not there. I'm still home. And uh, yeah, so you're going to get me from home instead of Toronto. Would have been interesting, though. Me having to film in a foreign country. I wonder how that would have worked. I don't think I would have gotten in trouble, right? I don't know if there's some sort of weird YouTube rules that wouldn't allow me to do that. Huh. I guess I got to check that when I rebook this trip. Because I am rebooking this trip and I'm planning on going to Toronto. Hopefully, during the baseball season. Would be kind of cool to see the Yankees play them next season. So, that might be a goal. So the rest of this week, Subway Series, today and tomorrow, they have the off day on Wednesday, then they play Oakland for four, if I'm not mistaken, and the Angels. 
For some reason, they were always playing Oakland on my birthday. They played Oakland on my birthday last year. I believe they won, though. <laughs> they split that series, right, if I'm not mistaken? It looked good for the first two games, and the last two games were bad, and that Sunday game was a really awful, annoying loss. That little, what's that small guy's name? Terrence Long? Is that his name? What's his name? And he hit the home run, and it was a, was it Chad Green? It was just bad. It was all bad. <laughs> I don't like when the Yankees play Oakland. Even when Oakland isn't good, they still have trouble playing in that ballpark, even with all new people. It's just something about that place that the Yankees have trouble with. It's ridiculous. Why are they always there for my birthday? It's annoying. Hopefully next year with the schedule being open and they're playing basically everyone now and it's not so concentrated on the divisions that things will be spread out and hey maybe there won't be a west coast road trip for my birthday i'm getting old i'm turning 48 on friday i don't need to stay up till 1 30 in the morning watching a game come on i'm not 28 anymore it's too much it's too much so tomorrow we'll have the recap of tonight's game and any news you need to know about, you know, injuries, hopefully there won't be any more injuries. And then hopefully we'll find out about Stanton. And if he's coming back for Oakland, hopefully he is. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment on YouTube. Click the bell notification so you know when our videos go up. And if you're looking for something else to listen to after you listen to us, why not listen to Locked On MLB? Make your second listen of the day the Locked On MLB podcast. Paul Francis Sullivan, who is an MLB expert, brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team, including his Red Sox, and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Monday, and I will talk to you tomorrow.